This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. It is the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. So glad to have you along on this Wednesday. And greetings from Memphis, Tennessee, where tonight the Pelicans will wrap up their four-game road trip uh, all the way around the western United States, end up back here in the Midwest as they take on the Memphis Grizzlies before heading home for the All-Star break. Uh, it could be a great road trip. The Pelicans have a chance to make it a 3-1 and trip. They'll take on a Memphis team tonight that's very good, especially at home. It'll be a tall order for the Pelicans, but the Pelicans are coming off of a win after they took down the Phoenix Suns and hang on to take on down the Phoenix Suns on Monday. And so here today, they are getting ready as even as we speak uh, for tonight's ball game against division rival Memphis. And so that would give them, as I mentioned, a 3-1 and trip that would keep them right in the hunt for the eighth and final playoff position as we get ready for basketball post-All-Star break. It's hard to believe All-Star weekend is basically here. If you've been bouncing around New Orleans, you've already noticed all the signage and decoration and everything else. And, boy, that thing's going to heat up with a lot of people starting to come into town today, more so tomorrow, and then all the events uh, carry us through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Tomorrow's Black and Blue Report will have some NBA All-Star flavor. I'll tell you about that uh, a little bit later on in our podcast today. Here we'll focus in on the Pelicans and a couple of headlines around the NBA. Eric Hasseltine from the Memphis Grizzlies is going to stop by and get us up to speed on Memphis and help us preview tonight's game. And then a special roundtable edition of Wesley Wednesday here on the Black and Blue Report. Normally, David and I just sit down wherever we are on Wednesday. Uh, and as it happens to be uh, a lot of Wednesdays, it's on the road at some hotel. Well, we brought John DeShazer in last night, and uh, we'll make it our second roundtable ever with the three of us sitting down in my hotel room on Valentine's Day. I know, it sounds somewhat depressing, but uh, uh, we made the most of it. Had a little fun with it last night, and so we have a good roundtable discussion and tackle a, a number of different Pelicans topics and a couple from around the NBA, too. So stay with us. We'll have our roundtable discussion with the boys here in just a moment. Then Eric Hasseltine of the Memphis Grizzlies on the Wednesday Black and Blue Report. It's time to win the night with family and friends with your New Orleans Pelicans. New season ticket holders coming on board for the 2017-18 season will get their next three games on us, including free beer and pre-game warm-up access with the team. This offer is only good through March 3rd, so call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Special edition of Wesley Wednesday here being taped on a Tuesday, which is against the norm here. And uh, and it's not surprising that we're in another hotel for a Wesley Wednesday, but 
This special edition is being recorded on Valentine's Day, and uh, David has invited a special guest. Uh, it is the second annual roundtable discussion, the Valentine's Day edition. Since we can't be with our wives and significant others today, uh, we've made a cocktail, and we're going to have a special Wesley Wednesday. Are you? Are you? Are you down with this? I am down with it because, you know, first of all, you know, happy Valentine's Day to my wife. And I've invited this special guest because he's the ladies' man. <laughs> Without further ado, we welcome in John DeShazer to the Wesley Lounge here on this uh, this particular week, pre-All-Star edition as well. John, any Valentine's Day wishes that you need to send out? Um, um, no, I'm going to keep that to myself. I'm just... You guys are my booze. You're my road booze. So I'll leave it at that, and we will keep it moving. (laughs) That we should. We are uh, pre-All-Star. The break is uh, on the horizon. This road trip continues uh, on this particular Wednesday. We're going to screw people all kinds of ways with this time frame as we're taping on Tuesday evening. Uh, But the the road trip wraps up on Wednesday with the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Pelicans have a chance here, guys, to go into the All-Star break with a great road trip. If they can beat the Grizzlies on Wednesday night, it would be a three-in-one trip. It would be something to feel good about before everybody breaks for a busy weekend in New Orleans. Let's start with that. Let's start with the state of this team right now. Uh, and whether you want to say they're trending up, down, or steady, uh, I'll leave it up to you. But on the brink of perhaps a good road trip, what would you say so far about what's transpired, David, since our last visit? Well, I, I think they've won the games that they, they should win. Uh, I think they still should have beat Sacramento. I think right now they should be 3-0 and looking uh, to be 4-0 and because, and I say that should and should and should because that's what needs to happen if they're going to reach this eighth place spot. They have to have successful road trips, and, and these were so far three teams under 500, not playing well, that they had a great opportunity. Certainly the game against Phoenix – Fun to watch, great finish, all the drama, and you know then they get the blowout to start the road trip. So it would be it would be treading water if they just come out 500, which is not what they need. They need successful road trips in the three and ones and the four and O's. Yeah, I I have to pretty much second that. Uh, it would be great if this was just a Lanyap game, uh, and they were already three and O. These were kind of the, you know, you call them 50-50 balls. Well, you know, this is kind of 50-50 opponents that they should have, you hoped, would have swept the first three, and this would kind of be a landyap game. Here's a good chance to go home 4-0 or guaranteed 3-1 at least. Uh, and now they need to be the really good Memphis team on the road uh, to have a successful road trip. 2-2 two and two is not the kind of road record or, or, or you know, split over four games, it's going to move you up in the standings if you're the Pels. Yeah, especially after Denver rears up and hits a truckload of three-pointers and beats Golden State, a team that you thought would actually help you against the Nuggets who currently hold that eighth position right now. Let's tackle the two, I think, hardest questions about this team right now. And we may not come to an answer, but at least we can kick it around a little bit. Seemingly, the two things that we talk about on our each of our broadcasts most every night are this is an inconsistent team, and it's also a team that can't seem to fix the live ball turnover situation or just flat-out turnovers that allow the other team to score points that maybe they shouldn't be granted in a particular meeting. Maybe those two things that I just said are related. Uh, maybe there isn't an answer at this point. But, David, I thought we'd take them head-on here on this Wednesday. Well, you know, that's, that's what's kind of funny about this team. Sometimes 
teams can't defend, and that's their problem night to night. They win if they defend. If they don't defend, they lose. Um, and and this team seems to have different things that pop up, in my opinion, that all of a sudden cause them to lose games, whether it be miss a ton of free throws, whether it be turnovers at the wrong time. I mean, they've had 12, 13, game, 13 turnover games that they've lost because they had five in the fourth quarter. Um, so it, it's just one of those things, and I don't know if it's focused down the stretch. I don't know if it's focused coming into games, uh, approach to the game. Uh, I think sometimes they can be a little bit loose, uh, and I think that's kind of the idea that Alvin wants them to be loose and play play that way. But um, sometimes I think their their concentration isn't there, and that allows them to be somewhat inconsistent in all facets of the game. John, yeah, when I think the alarming thing for me is the turnovers. Um, we see what we call a lot of unforced turnovers, and this team is probably at. 18, 19, 20 turnovers a game just on this road trip so far. And they've been ha- trending like that since, you know, since back when they beat San Antonio at home. They turned it over a truckload of times that game and were able to get away with it. And um, a lot of them are the careless type. Um, just, I don't know if it's basketball IQ. I don't know if it's relaxation. I don't know exactly what it is, but those get you in trouble because. You know, as you mentioned, a lot of ball turnovers, they always seem to turn into points against the Pels. <laughs> they always seem to turn into points. And you're you're putting yourself in a position where you just can't defend fast break after fast break after fast break after fast break. And is it weird that the Pelicans, conversely, don't turn other teams' mistakes into points for them to make their job just a little bit easier? Why is it that they struggle in that area when, you know, they, they're a high steals team or a solid steals team and a turnover team and deflection team, and they can't make other teams pay? Yeah, I, I don't know. That is, again, one of these mysteries that are hard to tackle. And I know it's that way for this coaching staff, too. You can see it uh, in their discussions with their players right now. We hear it in our meetings with head coach Alvin Gentry. I hope it gets solved here pretty soon. You're, you're going to be down to 25 games left when this all-star break is done. Let me ask you guys this question. If I could grant you a visit with any player or coach involved with the Pelicans right now, uh, who would that be and what would you want to ask them? Whether they, whether this is on tape or not, and we don't need to say what they would say, but what would you ask and who would it go to? Man, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I, I, I think I would um, – I'd probably start talking about leadership to, to one of the – to any of the coaches, what do you think of the leadership and the locker room camaraderie? Uh, and I'd probably ask Robert Pack, who's been there, done that on teams that have been good and bad. What is the difference in the leadership in this locker room? And what would you say to these players on how to lead and maybe how to be a little more rah-rah to get these guys in, going in the right direction? Yeah. John, what do you think? I, I think I'd go to AD. And just ask him flat out, you know, can you can you get this done with this cast? Is this enough to get to the eighth seed, which is what the Pels are fighting for right now? I mean, it's not like they're gonna, you know, jump up to the seven or six, but is this enough to get you there? Don't you know? I don't want the company line. You know, this is you know what what's your real true feelings about these guys that you play with every night? Because we see wild swings of inconsistency, and we even see some of it from AD. Now we've seen some games where the Pels have kind of needed him to be a superstar and, and, and a couple of them where he has not been that star that he has been in some other games. Perfect lead-in. 
let's just say the Pelicans rear up and beat the Grizzlies here in Memphis on Wednesday night, uh, which will be a tall order, order in itself. But that would make it for the three and one road trip that we talked about. Will you guys come out of the All Star break next week, all in on the storyline that this team legitimately can fight for that that eighth and final playoff spot in the Western Conference? Well, let me let me start this off by saying <clears throat> I think they're better than they're playing. So I always think that they have a chance. The problem is kind of what we're all talking about is the inconsistency. Right. What team is going to show up after the All-Star break? What what Are they going to play with a sense of urgency? Are they going to come ready to play? Uh, are they going to start the game off up 10 or down 10 or, 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 or right there? You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I can't figure this team out and why on some nights you see them beat some of the better teams in the league and then on some nights they play this to their competition level of basketball – and, and end up losing games that they shouldn't. John, uh, same question to you. Um, I would imagine maybe a different answer because of your perspective on things. No, I'm, I'm, if they go 3-1 on this road trip, I'm going to feel leery. I, I know, Kelly, you're the guy from, from Missouri, but they're going to have to show me mm-hmm. because this team has had these wild swings of inconsistency, and especially when they've had just a little trickle of success. It's like, why can't you – piece that together in back-to-back games or even back-to-back halves, much less back-to-back games. So if they went, uh, go 3-1 and one and beat a good Memphis team on the road, you, you almost fear that they'll go into the break feeling a little bit better about themselves than they maybe should considering the standings or considering the level of play they've had. And you just don't want them to feel like, okay, now we've got it figured out. No, you don't. You don't have it figured out yet. All right, if they do beat Memphis, to back up your point here, if they do beat Memphis, it'll be only the fourth time this year that they've put together two wins in a row. I think that if you're going to make a move with the, uh, the crowded um, with the crowded space around you and the standings right now, you're going to have to put together some kind of a win streak. I haven't even really peeked at the post-All-Star break schedule. You know, I've kind of for the last several weeks or even months leading up to this, I've always kind of had an idea. Okay, I can probably rattle off the next 10 or 15 games. I don't know if it's just because there's that natural break with the All-Star break. I know things start with Houston next week, but beyond that, I, I, I'm not real familiar with the schedule. We'll see how it goes. Um, you want to talk about Memphis and, and what that challenge presents uh, going into the ball game here tonight? Well, the, the, the challenge with Memphis is their style of play. Uh, they're going to take the push opportunities, but they're pretty much – a possession kind of team. They're going to slow it down. They're going to bump and grind. Uh, they have a big inside when we're we're we we've been playing small for about twenty games. So it's it's a difficult thing to match match up with when you want to run and you want to get out and run, and you play better in transition when this team is going to slow you down and make you play a lot of half court. When they slow you down and make you play half court, their defense is set. When their defense is set. It's pretty good, and it's going to make it tough, especially if you get down. It makes it tough for you to come back. Yeah, and not an easy place to play either, is it, J.D.? No. I mean, and the Pels have not had a lot of success here. Um, and as David mentioned, you're talking about bump and grind, man. These guys are going to put some elbows on you. They're going to lay some hips on you. They're going to lean into you. And all that crying to the ref is not gonna, is going to fall on deaf ears. That's the way Memphis plays. Uh, we've seen this team have really tough times against especially big physical centers on the post 
Uh, and that drives AD out from time to time. And Mark Gasol is a big physical guy. And sometimes he's matched against Zach Randolph, and he's another physical guy. And in the two games they played Memphis already, Memphis is out rebounding this team by an average of eight a game. Well, they lost on the boards to Phoenix. And Phoenix is what I would consider somewhat a finesse team. Well, Memphis is going to push you around. They're going to elbow you and they're going to bite you and pull you and anything else it takes to get a rebound and get a second chance point. And that's what they've been doing to the Pels the previous two games. So, you know, you know what you're going to see. You know exactly what's coming. What are you going to be able to do to stop it? The trade deadline is the trade deadline is looming, um, and there was another trade on Tuesday involving the Magic and the Raptors. We've already seen uh, the uh, Corver deal with Cleveland. Uh, that was gosh, that seems like forever ago now, but it sure seems like here uh, that most of the bubbling news on the trade front and the stuff that's already gone down is is all in the Eastern Conference. I haven't heard anything in the West so far. In, do you find that significant in any way, John? I do, but it's almost like the Western Conference. The teams outside of Golden State and San Antonio have almost waved a white flag and said, well, we can't catch them. So I don't know how hard we should make a push at getting somebody. And look, I, I understand those are two really, really good teams. But the competitor in you should be saying, okay, we we can give these guys a run. We got to be able to do something to beat them. Now, is that realistic? I don't know. But, you know, to be a competitor, sometimes you just got to be stupid enough to believe you can beat a team regardless of what you have. And you don't see a lot of movement in the West, so I don't know if everybody's waving the white flag saying we can't catch them or not. Well, I, I think, in my opinion, there's 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 kind of a gap. There's there's the top four, maybe five teams that they probably like their team a little bit. They're they're probably feeling like uh, we want to make the right move, not just a move, just for the sake of making that move. And then you have this this log jam and this this you know a lot of these teams in the West that are that are not playing so well. And again, I think everybody wants to be patient, not just be making moves to make moves. They want to make a significant move. Maybe they want to wait till the summer when some guys come off the books and then start trying to figure out some things there. So, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know why you haven't seen anything in the West, but uh, that's that's kind of my guess. You know, there, there's there's a top, you know, four or five teams that probably think, all right, we're, we're in the mix. We, we got a chance and and we're not going to mess with what we got. A couple of questions here that may be a yes or no answer from you. If there's more to it, feel free. Um, number one, speaking of the trade situation, are the Pelicans the same roster that we see now post-February 23rd? David? No. John? I'm leaning toward yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no on a hope. I'm going to say no. Okay. Fair enough. Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers – have the number one seed in the Eastern Conference at the end of the regular season in light of Kevin Love now missing the next six weeks due to knee surgery. David? No. Oh, hot take. Any further or just the no? I, I think they're going to struggle. I, I, I think people underestimate and don't give Kevin Love as much credit as he deserves uh, with him being able to spread the floor and rebound the basketball, and I think it's going to hurt him some. And, you know, I, I think Toronto just got a little bit better. Yep even though they seem to be making a trade right now because they think they're in a little bit of trouble. John, I asked him first because it's Wesley Wednesday, so you got to follow up with the, with the second answer. His segment. Um, but, but <laughs> no. Hater is no, thick, right? no, it is his segment. It is. Uh, but, no, I'm going to say uh, Cleveland will not finish with the one seed, but I don't think it really matters to them because by the time the playoffs roll around, Love will be healthy, J.R. Smith will be back, 
and they feel like they can win a game on the road. If it's a seven-game series, they'll be able to get one from anybody. So I don't think being the one seed matters to them as much as right now getting LeBron James some rest probably and uh, maybe getting Kyrie Irving a little bit more rest. All right, fair enough. Uh, By the way, uh, All-Star Weekend, as we uh, approach it here, it's a big deal for the city. I think it's fantastic. It's the third time that I'll have seen it here in a very short amount of time. Um, How will you look at All-Star Weekend? Will you just completely take the breath and and move away, or will you uh, peek a little bit at what goes on in New Orleans this weekend, David? Well, I I will probably probably be uh, flat on my back for about three or four days, so um, I'm having knee surgery. I forgot to mention. That. Yeah, so I'm, I I probably will watch some of it. I'm not a big All Star guy, so um, you know I would like to have taken my son to the Saturday, you know, slam dunk and and skills challenge and all that kind of stuff, celebrity game, all those kind of things. But uh, this year we might have to sit this one out. All right, uh, John. Any surgeries for you? Uh, fortunately, no. <laughs> and even though I'm the oldest one in the room, no, I, I don't need a tune up yet, oh, wow. just yet. <laughs> I've had my tune-ups already. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the, the dunk contest, but the dunk contest actually is more, to me, a, more of a TV event where you can get the angles and the slow-mo and, and that kind of thing. And the actual game, I mean, I've been to a few of them, but I'd much rather watch it on TV for the entertainment value. I wish we could do this every Wednesday or Tuesday night prior to Wednesday. I, I have no complaints. You're, you're, you're in? Good deal. Good segment, gents. Um, I'll have my people call y'all people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I need more money. Yeah, John will be sending an invoice. In, the, in other words, yeah. I'll be calling y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready to, re- no I'm not ready to renegotiate with David yet, but, but John, uh, John's on a special guest appearance fee, apparently. <laughs> so this is probably why, David, we only get John once a year. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Yes. Uh, yes. This is a good thing the mic's over this way. Uh, David, Joel, and Jen tonight. Fox Sports, New Orleans, Pelicans, and Grizzlies to wrap up the uh, pre-All-Star break stretch here. John and I, of course, will be on the radio tonight with Daniel Salerson. Both pregame start at 6.30. And tip off at 7. Uh, just down the street from us tonight at the FedEx Forum. Back in a moment. Hey, New Orleans. The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun starting Friday night. Come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report. We continue from Memphis this morning where it's a renewal here. Uh, Seemingly haven't seen the Grizzlies in forever. But uh, tonight the Pelicans and the Grizzlies will wrap up things prior to the All-Star break. And kind enough to join us is one of our favorites, the voice of the Grizzlies, Eric Hasseltine, who's driving in on this beautiful Memphis morning. 
Eric, how are you, my friend? Hanging in there. The voice is uh, ready for the All-Star break, but uh, it's been ready since about a week and a half ago. It took a left turn at the uh, near the end of our six-game road trip in Oklahoma City and has not uh, completely returned yet, but um, everything's good, bud. Thank you. I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're going to make it to the uh, to the break here because uh, I've talked to several guys that do what we do, and everybody seemingly is needing the break. I don't know if it's the allergies this season, the cold and flu season, or what, but it's taking a toll. Uh, and, and I'm curious, Eric, as as to how you think the Grizzlies are faring as they head into the All Star break. Well, I I think part of the reason is we played more games this year than I can ever remember. I we we've seen our record prior to All Star break, and usually. As you know, Sean, you're around 50, 51, sometimes 48, sometimes 53, but I don't ever remember 58 games before an all-star break. Um, and that's where the Grizzlies will be. So I think our guys are, are, are a little bit tired. I mean, I, I think they're, it's natural to be so, to, to be that way right now, especially with the way the schedule was made this year. You've had a lot more like single day trips and, things like that. I think it just feels like the travel's been more like that. And like you said, you've talked to other guys in our industry. I have as well. And, uh, and a lot of people have just said, boy, the schedule's just kind of kicking my butt. And you got to wonder if that's having the same effect on the players because we don't have to suit it up and run up and down an NBA floor for 48 minutes. So um, I think our guys are a little bit tired. But the one thing David Fisdale's done a really good job, even though it's not a popular thing to do, is manage minutes. He's given Mark Gasol who never wants a night off, nights off at times. Um, he's taken Mike Conley out of, uh, you know, out of the lineup a couple of times, and that didn't look like it would be a really good idea. Now, Mike suffered a little bit of an injury, so there isn't as much wear on the tires this year for Mike, but he's also tried to balance their minutes, and thankfully there's been a couple opportunities where this team's defense has really held opponents off the scoreboard so he's had a chance to get his starters out of the mix and, and get them, you know, some nights with 25, 26 minutes, whereas other nights, you know, they've had to play 35, 36 minutes. So I think they're good. It's, it's a really bizarre thing. For the first time in almost two calendar years, the Grizzlies had a clean injury report in January, and they've had a pretty clean injury report since then. Anybody that's missed time since about the uh, second week of January with this team it's been a planned day of rest or something along those lines. Nobody really with injury issues. So they're as healthy as they've been, and they're starting to turn that corner and become the team we all thought they could be, although a lot of the pundits didn't think they could be this good. But I really believe they could be one of the top four teams, maybe even a top three team in the West, although their record isn't there as of yet. I think they're playing like that right now. Yeah, there's no doubt that they're knocking on the door. And seemingly they are all the time. And even all through the injuries, Eric, the Memphis Grizzlies have been able to do that. I would say this from afar, it'd be hard for me to tell whether or not there had been a coaching change. And that's just because I don't see you guys enough. But seemingly, Eric, the personality of this team has really cemented itself. And even with a different head coach this season, it seems to be the same old Memphis Grizzlies. And that's a good thing, by the way. Um, what are the subtle differences, though, under David Fisdell? Well, the, the main thing is the shooting from the outside. You know, coming into this season in the previous four years, they had had a grand total, I think, of 18 games where they made 
uh, 10 or more three-pointers. That's in four full years, 18 games where they made 10 or more three-pointers. You know, some teams in our league are doing that in a month because they played 18 games in a month. They blasted past that this year. I think they're at 25 or 26 right now. There's been several games where they're at nine. They're using the three-point shot as a weapon. Mark Gasol has added it to his arsenal. Mike Conley's feeling more and more comfortable just taking threes. Multiple occasions this year, Mike Conley's just stopped on a fast break and pulled up for a three-point shot, and that just never used to happen. They were very structured offensively, very much running through a high post, two-man game with Mike Conley and Mark Gasol, which isn't a bad thing to do. And and the defense was more relied upon to, to keep you in the low 90s. Now they're playing faster. They're spreading the floor. They've got better shooters. I loved the addition of Troy Daniels in the offseason. It's paying dividends. Um, although he's not seeing starter minutes, when he comes in, you can see teams know they have to keep a guy on him on the perimeter at all times or he can hit three or four threes in you in the blink of an eye. By doing that, it opens up the middle. So that's one of the biggest differences right now is their ability to score the basketball, their ability to make three-point shots. Because in years past, you know, we all say, well, they're down to six, and so it's a two-possession game. That wasn't a two-possession game for the Grizzlies. That was a three-possession game. They weren't going to hit two threes on you in less than a minute. So now they can do that. We've seen them be able to come back against you know, good teams with big leads on them and make uh, some pretty nice runs and, and win a couple of ball games in Golden State and in Houston that in years past they just simply would have lost. The other difference, I think, is the fact that you've got a better definition of your true leaders. Mark Gasol and Mike Conley, although not necessarily vocal, you know, rah-rah guys pound on the chest, they clearly are leading by example. Um, that's been really, really nice to see. Uh, it's not to say that the previous regime didn't want that to, to happen, but I think David Fisdale just came in and said, listen, I understand I've got a culture of guys that have been here before. There's a group called the Core Four with Allen and Gasol and Conley and Randolph, but as much as you guys have you know, really turned this around, I'm still the head coach and my word is law. And with that said, you guys aren't you know, exempt from my wrath if you don't do what I expect you to either. He's gotten on to those guys multiple times and gotten on to them for not showing the leadership that they want, for not coming out and bringing the effort he expects. And he doesn't, you know, exclude anybody. Everybody is held to a level of accountability. And I think he needed to do that to establish his, you know, credibility along with those guys. And I think the biggest compliment I heard about David Fisdale was with Vince Carter. And, you know, he's a guy that's been in the league 19 years, multiple coaches, going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he says, this guy knows what he's doing. And not only does he know know what he's doing, he is not putting up with anything. Guys have tried to test him, and he has called them on it immediately, and everybody recognizes that, and that's a good thing for the locker room. Makes a lot of sense. Very San Antonio-like, Eric, in my you know, my yeah. observation. Yeah. No doubt. I think it is. I, I think it is, Sean. Friend. I think it's, it, it's from Miami, but it's still San Antonio-like. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of just what, what I've heard over and over and over again about the Spurs culture, uh, by the way, which has done very well. Uh, so, Yeah, uh, pretty good. I would say continued success, my friend, except for tonight. You, you can understand that, and I look forward to seeing you. Yes. I do as well. It's always fun to catch up with you guys. You guys certainly uh, uh, have one of the most dynamic players in the league. It's interesting to watch now that you guys are getting some guys back. So 
it's been a little bit different matchup uh, the first couple times, but Drew Holiday is a, a player that the Grizzlies respect a lot, and as you know, there always seems to be a, a good fight in both teams when these two teams lock up, so hopefully we'll see another good one. Yep, I hope so too. 7 o'clock tonight at the FedEx Forum. Eric Castletime, voice of the Grizzlies, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll wrap things up in just a moment. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win the night with your bud by scoring the Guys Night Out ticket package presented by Coors Light. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four Coors Light beers, plus two collectible pint glasses, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Thursday, February 23rd against the Houston Rockets. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Great stuff today from the guys. Uh, Eric Hasseltine, of course, thank you, sir, from the Memphis Grizzlies. And, of course, our own David Wesley and John DeShazer. Hope you enjoyed our conversation today. We're so glad that you were able to join us. Hope you'll do the same tomorrow for an all-star edition of the Black and Blue Report. Two great guests, Cassidy Hubberth from the NBA on ESPN will be with us. Daniel will be visiting with her about her duties this weekend at the Celebrity All-Star Game. That's all a part of this weekend's festivities. And then Mark Kestis, you're the lead voice on ESPN Radio. He's got the call for a couple of different events starting on Friday with the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge. He'll also be the radio host and uh, I guess you'd call it play-by-play announcer for NBA All-Star Saturday night. And then certainly on the call with John Barry for Sunday's All-Star Game here in New Orleans at... um, at uh, 8 o'clock on Sunday night, by the way. Keep that in mind. No Alvin Gentry show tomorrow. The Pelicans now idle until uh, next week. Uh, but certainly plenty of basketball and a chance for our city to shine. And we'll hopefully shine for you on the Thursday Black and Blue Report edition with our all-star guests. We'll see you then. Go Pelicans tonight. And uh, next time, uh, it'll be uh, back home for me. And I'm looking forward to that. We'll see you from Studio B tomorrow for another edition of the Black and Blue Report. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.